call to prayer. This one life is all we've got. This one pass through the gauntlet of life's pressures and demands is our one chance to choose. Will we let them dominate and define us, steal our hearts and devotion? Or will our service and adoration of the Father determine how we operate, determine what fills our plate? Life will never stop being hard, I know that. And yes, being our best and giving full effort is important in every area of our lives. But we have not been put here to be slaves to schedules that eat up every inch of margin from our families, our friendships, our worship, and our calling, nor to let others decide every day what our plans and priorities are supposed to be. We're not a bondwoman, but a free woman. That's what Galatians 4.31 says. And it's time we start living and praying like one. When we become strategic and focused in our prayer, God will not only begin the process of tearing us free, but he will weave new threads of peace, rest, and contentment into their place. And once we've experienced the radical difference these liberators can make, well, let's just see the enemy try taking them away from us again. He may get the best of us sometimes, but he'll at least know he's been in a battle. Perhaps before collecting your scriptures, and developing a pointed prayer strategy in this area, you might want to start by doing a little personal inventory. It might help you be more tailored in your praying. Try identifying the most common pressures and expectations in your life that cause you fatigue, fragmentation, distress, occasionally even an emotion that borders on despair. Here's what you need to consider. First, Check your schedule for patterns where you're allowing yourself to be enslaved to things that aren't truly as critical, important, or indispensable as they seem. Second, check your motivations for why you say yes to so many things and why you feel such guilt and loss of importance for saying no. Third, check to see if the places where you most typically overload your time involve people or goals or interest areas that you've elevated to the status of idols. And fourth, check how much emphasis you place on the current status of your wardrobe, house, car, job, fitness, education, and any external measure that causes you to feel defensive, pressured to keep up and compare. Ask the Lord for real discernment here, because some of these determinations can be subtle and hard to spot. Remember, your enemy is involved, so he's sure to try blinding you to what's really underneath it all. A close friend or family member whose wisdom you trust might actually be helpful in this process, as well as if you'll promise to consider the validity of everything she says and reveals about you, even the things you don't quite agree with at first. In some ways, committing to targeted prayer in this area might not feel as essential as some of the others we've addressed in this book. Pressure and busyness seem so pervasive and universal, with so little we can actually do about them. But oh, yes, we can. And oh, yes, we must. Rest and contentment are not standalone experiences. They trickle down through everything else that comprises your life. Without them, a lot of other things go wrong and lose hope. But by the Spirit's power, helping you gain control of your schedule, creating spaces within which to breathe, obeying the principles of God's Sabbath, and establishing boundaries based on the truth of His all-wise Word, your destiny comes into clearer focus. Your worship blossoms into brilliant colors, 
and your day amazingly brightens into joy. The enemy's gonna hate this, so let's do it. Psalm 62, one through two. I am at rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will never be shaken. Psalm 61, two through four. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Psalm 147, 10 through 11. He is not impressed by the strength of a horse. He does not value the power of a man. The Lord values those who fear him, those who put their hope in his faithful love. Psalm 71, five through six. You are my hope. Oh Lord God, you are my confidence from my youth. By you, I have been sustained from my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. Psalm 81.10 I, the Lord, am your God, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Isaiah 58.13-14 If you call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways or seeking your own pleasure or talking idly, then you shall take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. John eight thirty two. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Deuteronomy five fifteen. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God brought you out of there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. Hebrews 13, 5. Being content with what you have, for he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. Matthew six thirty three, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Psalm 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Few things hold the potential to so drastically alter the landscape of your life as when you claim godly authority over the insane amounts of unnecessary pressures you face. Be ready to see your eyes open as you close them in prayer. One day soon, a whole new kind of woman is going to be emerging from that prayer closet. A free one, a rested one, a contented one.